Hello, hello, and welcome to a very special July 4th episode of Intentional Sounding. God bless America. Happy birthday, America. How old are we now? I don't know. I'm not a very good patriot. I'm your host, Play Dave Rapoccio, sitting here contemplating what to blow up today. With me, as always, is Sam, future eight-fingered Grezis. Yeah, yeah, I've got all ten now, but, you know, i got plenty of time left to uh, to whittle that number down, make my hands more aerodynamic. What's the biggest thing you've ever blown up, Sam? The biggest thing I've ever blown up? Um, I mean, I, I've, I've lit off some fireworks, but I don't know if it counts as blowing up. Oh, shit. No, I definitely... Okay. Uh, I definitely lit a fireball from my stove when I was trying to fix the pilot light. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. And there was like like the gas was on or something and like I relit the pilot light when the gas was on and it all just kind of went up in flames and you know nothing happened. It was a very small fireball, you know, but but everything there was definitely like a whoosh and fire and stuff. Uh the best thing I ever did with fire though and this was uh two or three years ago on july 4th we were out of lighter fluid uh for the grill uh and we didn't really have newspaper any kind of burning stuff to light the coals what we did have was a bottle of 151 so oh my god ray and i ray friend of the podcast uh, <laughs> uh what we did was we poured shots of 151 lit the shots on fire, and then threw the flaming shots at the coals until they lit. And it worked. This that seems go? very, very awesome and also incredibly dangerous. It's, it, was, it was awesome, dangerous, and wasteful is what it was. <laughs> um, but, it, I mean, it worked. Like, we were literally throwing fire on these coals that had been soaked with 151, and they lit – and, and it was, actually worked? It, yeah, I don't know That's pretty how, impressive. Like, I don't know how much the coals themselves caught, but we were able to, like, cook with that. And I would assume, like, if we were able to cook with it, it wasn't just the 151 burning because, you know, we only used, like, half a bottle uh, to... I mean, only, but... I was just about to yeah. say, I like the way that that was an only. Yeah, oh, we yeah. Well, balls. right, but, you know, it's a, it's a propellant, right? So, like, if you if you light it on fire, it's all going to go up pretty fast. So right. that that's my, um, that's my not really blowing things up, but, you know, pyrotechnics on 4th of July story. How about you, cool. Dave? So, before we get into that, that other voice oh, you're yeah, hearing right. on the podcast is Keely, my wife, who has decided to join us for this wonderful Independence Day. Hey, everybody. Happy 4th of July. Hmm. Happy 5th of July, which is probably Happy when you're hearing this. <laughs> Hope uh, everything is intact when you're hearing this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For all we know, another NFL player is currently in the process of removing himself from limbs. Yeah. I kind of hope it happens simply so that we have something to talk about. Oh, God. It's, wow, Dave, it's, that's dark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember remember two years ago, JPP blowing his hand off gave us at least a month's worth of interesting things to talk about. Funny jokes. It's just in. Tom Brady lost his left hand to a sparkler yesterday. Uh, well, Critics blame local podcast host, Draw Play Dave. <laughs> we, yeah, our, our I think our voodoo magic is... Uh, is due for a, a comeback, so, you know. If it could be Brady's right hand, that would also be a lot better. 
just personally, it, you know? Why not just, like, uh, just make sure it's it's done completely? Just hit both hands, you know? Oh, or or just, this, just both, at both the, hands. At the same time, it doesn't really need we'll to be... We'll call him Stumpy. <laughs> Tom Stumpy. I don't know, Dave. I feel like that's too much because then he can't use his phone. Like, what can you do with no hands? I was going to pretty... say, yeah, I think I think we could get away with even just his right thumb. Oh, mm. yeah. Sam going for the minimalist approach. Because then, you know, he can't really throw. Yeah, he can't grip anything. He can't, well, yeah. no, you can... You can you it could, just has, like, a weird claw. You could presumably grip a phone, right? And you would just I don't know. I'm attempting to hold my phone with... Well, yeah, if you have both hands, it then you just yeah. put the phone in the other hand. Right, but I'm exactly. trying to hold my phone with um, without my thumb right now, and... It's kind of precarious. I'm sure it's I don't know. A I could rough. do it. I have to sort of position my pinky at the bottom to sort of like hold it steady with my uh, middle and my ring finger behind it, yeah. and then my my index finger kind of using. But it's the way I'm holding it, it. It puts my nail side to the screen, and I don't know how effective at hitting the buttons or the screen at will when it's the nail touching the screen. Oh, you wouldn't. I like I the know. way we're really getting into the weeds about which digit we're going to blow off Tom Brady's hand just so that there's entertaining news. Rank, like, good show, everyone. Rank, rank. This this week on Intentional Sounding, we each rank which finger we would rather lose. <laughs> well, let's see. What What is probably the least useful finger that is necessary for throwing a football? I'd have to imagine it's the pinky because you get think, a lot of yeah, the, like uh, the, the spin off of a pinky. Right. Yep. When you're throwing the ball, mm-hmm. so if you if you blow off his pinky, he's not going to have the same spiral abilities. It's not going to no. be easy to throw a football without the pinky because you kind of need that ending digit. But you don't really need the pinky for much in day to day life. Right. Right. Unless you're at a fancy tea party, and even then, you can probably stick out your ring. My pinky is out. I swear. Yeah. My stump is out. Get to go to any out. fancy tea parties with Giselle. Oh yeah, no, Giselle might have something to say about that. That's yeah. True. It might be worse than losing the smartphone. <laughs> Uh, anyway sam to get back to your original question i think the biggest thing i ever blew up was a uh fish with like a cherry bomb oh sick but like out of the water i I had i had a kind of a redneck friend in high school who had like big swath of woods behind his house and i went over to his house like once or twice and he always had like little bombs and we would chuck them in the water and things would go boom and we found (laughs) We found a dead fish, and we stuck the bomb, like, underneath the dead fish, and we watched it blow up. Oh, gross. Awesome. It was pretty, it, it was pretty cool. Dude, I bet that smelled foul. Like, uh, I bet that yeah. was just the worst thing that your nose meat It ever... probably smelled worse before we blew it up, though. So, like, when we were going over there, putting it, it was just like, oh, it's, it's disgusting. And then mm-hmm. when it blew up everywhere, it just kind of smelled like smoke. Okay, oh, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. It kind of... It mixed with with another less. I mean, at that point, it was cooked. Just like a more aggressive barbecue, right? Yeah. (laughs) Be be safe yesterday, folks. Be (laughs) (laughs) make sure to make sure to be safe yesterday. Do not be like the intentional sounding crew. No, no. I mean, if there's one thing, if there is one thing you take away from the podcast, it's maybe don't make the same decisions that Dave and I make on a day to day basis. <laughs> I actually had so I like my blowing up stories aren't really that. Actually, that's a lie. Um, I have one kind of interesting story. So uh, when I was in college, so Dave and I, Sam, went to this college, the Rochester Institute of Technology, okay. where a lot of people were like pretty nerdy, and the professors were very laissez faire with the kind of chemicals that they would give you. 
Um, So there was this one guy that I was friends with, Sasha, um, that was a, I think, either chemistry or computer science major. I I know those two things are not the same thing at all. But either way, he had professors that gave him access to a lot of different chemicals. So we had a, um, a big thing of what's the name of the chemical that... If you touch it, your hand freezes right away. It's like something nitrate. Liquid nitrogen. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, liquid nitrogen. So there was a big thing of liquid nitrogen. So he brought that like home one day and we all kind of messed around with it. But then one day I come over and there's a group of us like in the front yard and he's got something in this pit and then he's got a microwave oh, inside the pit. And oh, I'm like, no. Sasha, what are you what are you doing? And he's like, oh, well, I found a thing of C4. And I decided I wanted to try. Are you kidding me? Oh, no, wait. It gets better. He said, I found a thing of C4, and I think I'm going to microwave it. I'm like, that is such an interesting thing to want to do to C4, Sasha. Why are you doing this thing? And he said, he's like, no, no. It's fine because C4 is apparently not flammable. It only responds to, like, physical pressure. I didn't know that. And so he said, like, no, it should be fine. Hold on. Hang on. on If you're saying if I have a a block of C4 in front of me, and I try and light it on fire, it's not going to do anything. But if I punch it, everything will blow up. So um, I actually have a disclaimer from our legal team yeah. here that says, do not quote <laughs> me on that. I was an animation student at the Rochester Institute of Technology, not a chemistry student. So I'm happy to be corrected uh, by one of your listeners on this. But right. I, my recollection is that, yes, that is true. Like if you try to set C4 on fire, it won't actually respond. Um, and so he put it in the microwave and tried to set it on fire and we got a good spark show, but yeah, it didn't blow up. So Damn. that was probably the most like relieved I've been that something didn't, didn't blow, blow up. up. Fuck, yeah. dude. <laughs> I, and I've always kind of wanted to play with C4 ever since then, just to like see. Just do a, do the C4. Next week on microwave. Intentional Sounding, Dave is newly single. Yeah. There <laughs> you go. Jesus. My 4th of July is going to be lit. Hopefully not literally. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> C four isn't a good fireworks. So that's a bomb. Um, yes, yeah. that's so. true. Do not use C four as fireworks. Uh, Don't listen to this podcast at the airport, kid. No, no, you'll be on every list probably. Yeah, it's good to know about C four. I learned a little bit today. I, I feel yeah, like I just I, always I, kind about of about things that, that story. blow up. I feel like I heard that from like like MythBusters when they talk about like C four and um, another. Uh, explosive they use they they talk about how the best explosives to use are the ones because they exist are are ones that only like like you need like a firing cap or something to detonate them oh yeah so they're they're pretty safe if you don't have like they're not going to react with anything other than that like blasting cap or whatever so, yeah, and that makes sense. Like in a volatile situation, that's probably what you would want. I would assume. Yeah, yeah, and and like from the show, the scariest parts are when, like, you know, you you arm it and then you press the button to like blow it up, and then it doesn't blow up because it's yeah. like it's right, right? It's because it's safe up until that point. But then when you put everything together, you ha- it's like a bomb with the fuse lit. And it's like, it yep. could go off at any time. I don't know what's going Nobody on. walk towards no it. walk towards it. Everyone, let's just walk away whistling and just hope nobody uh, yeah. comes over. Just, just put up like some caution tape, you know. Um, well, you know what's funny, Sam? I am 90% sure that Sasha got his C4 knowledge from probably an episode like that. Because when I asked yeah. him, I was like, oh, are you sure about that? He's like, well, let's find out. Uh, I was like, all right. That's, uh, that's, that's what you say before you die. Yeah. I mean, we were all standing at a probably safe distance. Pro- like yeah, probably safe. 
<laughs> the best kind of safe. Probably <laughs> safe. Technically safe. Uh, <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, we hope you all had a great uh, a great Fourth of July. It's a great you know, Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. Full of full of day drinking. All barbecue. all of our uh, international readers or listeners can probably assume that this is the day where we are most insufferable. Yeah, that's true. as Americans. <laughs> that's true. When are we not insufferable as Americans? Yeah, I feel like that's, that's part of our true. duty. Yeah, our patriotism. Our, our duty as a as a country is to fucking shut be up, rest of the, the world. Time. We yeah. gave you cars. Yeah. Well. Did well, we kind of no, yeah, we, well, we kind of no, we kinda did. We kind of did. We gave the assembly line. We gave cars. Uh, I need another quarter's light. Another great oh. American beer. The Sam, Rockies. I just found out that uh, Portland does sangria in bottles and cans, and it's really good. So why? Go get some bottled. What do you mean, why? That That's such a good idea. I, it is, but it just doesn't seem right to me. Sangri- I know, but it's actually delicious. I bet it. So, okay. Well, no, here. Let, let me. I got. I think I have a mini rant coming on. I'm not mad no. about it, but like sangria, to me the he's a sangria purist. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I I actually had a white sangria for the first time. I didn't know that they made that, and it's funny really? because well, what is white sangria? Is it just like it's made with kind of racist sangria? <laughs> it's made with white wine. It's yes, white wine and, and peaches and stuff. But it's funny because white sangria is an oxymoron because sangria comes from sangre which is blood because it's red. So it's, you know, that kind of fucked me up a little bit the first time I had it. But sangria <laughs> is a drink that's meant to be shared out of a pitcher or like spooned well, out, out of a bowl. So I like, I feel like that's part of the sangria experience. So, I, you know, I get it. I get it. But in a way, it is violating the community nature of sangria. Right. That's a fair point. Right. I will say, too, the canned version doesn't have little pieces of fruit or, like, mold fu- fruit floating in it, uh, and that's, like, half the fun. So that is it is definitely fun. missing that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It'd be like getting a canned Bloody Mary, I guess. Ooh, they actually sell those in Canada. Do they? That's a real thing. Huh. Mm-hmm. Just Does it come with a little packet of, like, pickles next to it to, like, drop in and <laughs> shake up or something? Well, so they actually have um, a second fun fact for intentional sounding listeners, except Canadians that already know this. So they have something called a Caesar, which is like a Bloody Mary, oh, but so good. better. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. Oh, have you I've had, had one? I've had one. They're, They're very so good. good. But yeah, they have canned uh, Bloody Marys and canned Caesars, and I always go for the canned Caesars instead. Yeah, very nice. I want one now. I'm day drinking, so I'm, you know, might might after we record this podcast, go go get myself. <laughs> go get my, God break bless America. God bless day drinking. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we've made it 15 minutes and we haven't brought up football once. Yeah, we should probably fix that. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) We have a couple little snippets of news that I decided to dig real hard for Mm -hmm. so that it's not completely devoid of football this week. Sure, sure. And I I think the number one thing we're going to bring up is uh, forced scandal Colts Heargate. This news just sort of dropped. And basically, it was a Colts lineman revealing that in Peyton Manning's early seasons, the linemen were fitted with hearing aids so that they could better hear Peyton Manning's orders and stuff like that at the line at during away games when it was hard to hear. Wait, all of them, not just one guy? Yeah, he said the, he said the Ooh, team wow. had them. So this, but hearing aids are illegal on NFL field, NFL field you cannot use them for precisely this reason it's technically cheating so i hope this takes off and becomes a thing 
Because it's exactly the kind of harmless, dumb scandal that Deflategate was that we were pining for several weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Nobody really gets hurt. It's just this really dumb thing that sort of infects the integrity of the game. But even then, not really... You know, I mean, it's not because it's not a current player. Yeah, I that's mean, the it's problem. it's not that dumb though, is it? Like, you guys correct me because you know much more about football than I do. But it's like that—that that seems like a pretty big deal, actually. Because if you can't hear, you're going to play one way. Whereas if you can hear every single play, you've got a pretty significant advantage over the defense. Right, right. That's true. I just, I don't know. I, the the thing that I came back to for this is one it's it it does seem completely manufactured and it's like may, maybe this news broke earlier and people were just like waiting on it to be like okay it's fucking dead you know because it's not a time sensitive thing no, it's, it's, not. A, it's a former player talking about the early 2000s or so it's, oh so it was that long ago it's it's not yeah it was peyton manning's early seasons which i think he first came in like 98 99 mm-hmm. so did they keep doing it I don't know. He didn't. I didn't see anything that indicated it kept going. He seemed to say that this was before Manning had sort of memorized everything, all of his hand signals and all that stuff when he was still learning the position. So I think that was implying that he didn't need them later on mm-hmm. in his career. Well, I'm sure every quarterback would like them at the beginning of their career, but that doesn't mean that they do it. I don't know. I feel like that. I. <laughs> I don't know how your listeners are going to feel about this. I used to like Peyton Manning a lot, and the more I found out about him, the less and less I liked him. I feel like a um, lot of... And this is yeah. just, yeah, like one more shit to that shit heap. Yeah. Like, the more I learn about him, the more I'm like, ooh, you're actually a scumbag, kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if this is on Manning, though. This might be on the team, like the equipment people, yeah, stuff like or, that, you know, the, who, who the decide OL that this coach. is the way to do like, We don't know if Peyton Manning is the one to be like, hey, guys, here's some hearing aids. Let's pretend we're oldies. But he knew it was happening, right? I mean, you well, yeah. he, he had to have, yeah, so. for sure. But this is one of those things. I'm sure there are a lot of quarterbacks that are aware of things that are, you know, not kosher mm-hmm. on an NFL field. It's, this is one of those things. I'm not really blaming Manning for this at all. He's just sort of there. I, I think this might even be a... Uh, alignment issue like it might be their fault but i'm definitely gonna blame the coaches the the interview says they had that the ol coach was the one who was who made them wear the the hearing aids the my thought though and this this kind of brought up a a something that i kind of never thought about before is like what about you know deaf people or hard of hearing people in the nfl because there were i mean there were a few and what I learned today when I was doing preparations for the the podcast was that hearing aids hearing aids in the NFL aren't illegal, uh, like completely. Uh, it's only like certain ones or like communication devices. Like if you're hard like of hearing, like that's the thing I was a little confused yeah. about because if you're if if you're if you have a hearing aid in like isn't that amplifying technically everything? Right, but like, it, wouldn't that's that not, not the way solve it the problem? Right, that's yeah, not the it way it works. It had to be yeah. some sort of like walkie-talkie sort of situation, mm-hmm. whereas Manning had like a tiny little microphone or something in his, like they were using that somehow. Because obviously, if you have a hearing aid, you're just amplifying the noise around you, right. which you're trying to hear through in the first place. Well, well, yeah, and that is the thing. Like a hearing aid, like cochlear implants and a lot of hearing aid devices, that's a problem a lot of people have with them, is that it doesn't just amplify like things in the vocal range, right? Yeah, it's like it's everything. So there's a lot of noise. Right. They, the, 
when you read uh, articles that kind of talk about this interview, what they what they always say, they don't say illegal hearing aids. They say like illegal communication devices. So there's probably something else, you know, going on. Uh, yeah, there. They all had little Bluetooth. Yeah, uh, they were all that guy in the grocery uh, store who's talking jawbones. to himself, but you think it's talking to you. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, yes, this is a great idea. Um, excuse me, sir, I wasn't talking to you. I'm really glad mm. that I'm seeing less and less of those because I think people started to pick up on the fact that how incredibly douchey you look, and maybe people who use them probably got sick of other people assuming that they were. The people talking to them, right? Yep, <laughs> yep. It, it, Why are all these randos talking to me? I hate this. Yeah, it's a lose lose. Can't they scenario. obviously see my tiny little thing that's only visible from one side of my head? Mm. What plebes? Really, really. They and it's such like you think you look like you're from the future when you have one on. You don't. You don't. You just look. <laughs> you look like you're from two thousand like five. When you do that, it's you d- yeah. They've gotten very dated now. A weird like Absolutely. retro future kind of thing. Yeah. So going yeah, back to don't you to... know the future now is uh, oc- wearing just an Oculus Rift around Ev- town. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I've got everywhere. a Gear VR. Yeah. I'm a, I'm aware of that for sure. <laughs> so going back though to the the hearing gate. So you uh-huh. guys don't think this is going to be a big deal? Like we're not going to see any asterisks on Peyton Manning's record no. anytime. It's because soon. it's not a current scandal. Yeah. That's that's why it's if this. Because the thing about the Flakegate is, it happened as like it happened live, like a couple months like this, after. This this is gonna end up the same way that we sort of found out about Jerry Rice's stickum use. Right. He oh, revealed God. that he constantly used stickum, which is was cheating. But oh, yeah. nobody really gave a shit for more than a couple days because that was way back when. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to Flakegate, that was it happened live. We got to see that scandal unfold live. It wasn't a reveal of cheating later. No, it was cheating now. It was yeah. Well, d- the story broke. Unless I'm like mistaken, like that was that happened the AFC Championship game, right? And then the story right broke. after the AFC Championship, um, like they briefly mentioned it, and everyone was like, "Ha ha ha, that's nothing." And then they actually came out with the report on the Tuesday, saying like, "Oh no, the balls were deflated," and that's when everything went to shit. Oh, that was a following. T- so I thought it was that off season. Oh. Was when... no, no, it wasn't the off season. It okay. was, it was explicitly like the following. They had the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. And I made the comic for it because I saw that small report and it was a comic where Bill Belichick shoots like the Colts balloon out of the sky, <laughs> like deflatingly. Right. And I'm just like, ha, like I got material. This will be nothing. At the time, nobody was taking it seriously because like, come on, this is the Colts being sore losers. Well, right. But then like the day of or the day after I put that comic live, is when the NF- the official NFL report came out saying, mm-hmm. yes, the balls were under-deflated, and that's when everything blew up. Because then they had to dodge uh, ball questions for all of media day. Yep. yep. I do remember that. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's... And then it, for, like, the first few months, like, it was, like, every week, week and a half or so, a new bomb would drop against the Patriots and it just built, built, built until finally the bomb started falling against the NFL instead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what was happening over the off season. Yeah. If I the off season right. was where it built up to a fevered pitch, yeah. but it started before the Super Bowl For sure. Okay, cool. So that's why nothing is going to happen with this other than, you know, may, maybe like crackdowns on like, 
you know, uh, he, those kinds of devices, like they'll check helmets or whatever. Yeah, you know, I I don't know, but I don't I don't see this really going anywhere other than, you know, other than being a manufactured scandal, which is fine. Which is fine. I will take all the manufactured scandals right now cuz at least it's something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It's like one of those it's like when you're watching a a TV show that's kind of trying to figure out where to go next so they're they're just throwing shit at the wall being like, yes. "Oh, she gets pregnant." What's going on? You're like, this is dumb, but at least something's happening until the show refines itself down the road a little bit. I mean, you could always talk about another sport for a while, like hockey or the NBA. Why would we do that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so maybe we can talk a little bit about hockey, but let me segue into that. Yeah. Okay, fine, fine. One other little bit of news that I noticed uh, this week was... 13,000 NFL players or families have registered for the NFL concussion settlement. That seems which, low, uh, good. as a matter of that, fact. like Yeah, it actually does. You're right. <laughs> it's it's low, but it's... Also, 13,000 isn't a small number. No, but like, uh, as a percentage of, of the eligible like the eligible people and families. Yeah. You know? It makes me wonder just um, how, how many people have ever played football at the professional level yeah like how many people have ever like maybe like how many people have actually started a game or been on a roster during the regular season like how many players would have done that because i was i listened to espn radio on the way home from work every day and it's a basketball show and and that aside they're they're also mentioning it's like basketball has like four thousand or five thousand people that have ever played so I've always wondered that number about football because you got 52 or 53 players on an active roster every season for football. That 32 teams multiplied over God knows how many seasons. And there's so much I wonder how many too. people have actually played. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. So, so the really interesting thing about that, because I, I was thinking about that a couple of weeks ago because I was uh, at a bar just watching, you know, just hanging out watching TV. And... Uh, I saw an ad and the ad was for uh, like, have you played football at a professional level? Even if you were on a practice squad, even if you were just on. Does that consider like arena league? Because that's technically professional football. So I don't know if it considered that, but it was like a lawyer ad for like concussion settlements about. Oh, wow. uh, Or or like lost wages or literally it was a an ad in like on a major channel in Chicago going out to the general public being like, did, did you play on a professional football team? Like even if you didn't start, even if you were just on the practice squad, whatever, even if you were on a scouting team, did, like, was it like the quality of those uh, mesothelioma oh, commercials yeah, it was, where it's just like it, yes. Texas comes in and like, have you or a loved one ever worked with asbestos? You yep. might be a victim of mesothelioma. You might be due a settlement, blah, 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 yep. blah. It was exactly that. It was exactly that. And I, I honestly can't remember whether it was for like unlawful termination of employment or lost wages or concussions or whatever. But I remember thinking, like I was asking some of the like my friends at the bar, like, they it has to be worth it for them to be running that ad or at least they have to think it's worth it for them to be running that ad 
yeah, to the general think they're public. Get something back from it. Right, exactly. Yeah. So so if if that is the case, assuming that's the case and they're just not dumb, which they might be, there's got to be a lot of people out there that played at a professional level. At least for, yeah. you know, at least for like on a practice squad for not even one season, you know, and then just just got dropped. It's crazy to think crazy. about for me at least. Anyway, the reason I uh brought that up is that Kaylee's dad, my father-in-law, played professional hockey and is actually the recipient of one of these payout lawsuits. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so... Why don't you explain that a little bit? So I don't know necessarily that the NHL is is better than the NFL in this respect, so I want to be careful to say that, but um, there actually was a lawsuit, I want to say, back in um, 2013, it was settled, but it was spurred by the death of a hockey player named Derek Bugard, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, Um and I know we've had a couple in the NFL that are similar, like Junior Sow and, and a few others, but basically he had suffered from a lot of CTE trauma and he killed himself. Um, and so that spurred a class action lawsuit against the NHL that was settled in, I think, 2013. And so my dad will get a check every year for a pathetic amount. Just hmm. like, I want to say it's like $12 or something. He'll look at it and go, oh, wow. Right. And I don't, I don't even know if he cashes it. But there is another lawsuit against the NHL um, that might be going to court this summer. If it hasn't already gone to court, I'll have to check up on the news on it. Um, so we'll see uh, how the NFL's settlement affects the NHL's settlement because I think they're going to be looking at a pretty similar situation. A lot of NHL players suffer also from CTE just because it's of true. how physical the game is. Yep. Because fighting's still legal. Yeah, well, and not just legal. I mean, it's really encouraged. I think it's so much a part of the culture of the sport. Like, I was talking to my my dad and brothers about this and just a couple other hockey fans um, because a lot of my friends and actually all my friends who are not hockey fans have said, well, why don't you make hockey more like it is on the international level? So in the Olympics and on a lot of the international stage, fighting actually isn't allowed. Mm -hmm. Um, And even rough checking, like, that'll get you a penalty. Um, And at the Olympics, it makes sense. You know, you want to encourage the spirit of camaraderie between nations you don't want a bloody brawl in the middle of the ice that doesn't exactly look good but i know in the states and in canada i do feel like fighting is so much a part of the culture and a lot of the hockey players that i've talked to have said like this is a way that we can check guys that are getting too aggressive or or mouthy or something like that it's a way that players can self-regulate um i don't know how i feel about that i don't know how you guys feel about that but uh yeah, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. It, 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 I, I, I agree that it won't go away. The thing away is, because... like, I, I don't feel like the uh, the punching fights are what's really causing the uh, problems in hockey. I feel like it's probably the shoulder checking. I, um, I actually completely agree with you there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's much more the checking than it is the, the actual fights. Like, yeah. I, I am fully on board with hockey players throwing the gloves off and th- throwing haymakers at each other because I don't think that's what's really giving them concussions. I think it's the guy who's skating and then gets blindsided into the glass. That's that's yeah. what's giving him the concussion. That's that's probably correct. I mean, I feel like when, when you throw the gloves off and start pummeling someone, you're hurting your hand more than you're hurting the other person because you're yeah, wearing on their helmets. Yeah, they're still wearing helmet. their helmets. Yeah. All, the, yeah, all they have to do is turn like you're smacking their earpiece. Yeah, that's going to hurt your yeah. hand more than anything. Yeah, and, well, and you also know it's coming in a fist fight, right? Like true. when you get checked, it's you true. can get pretty blindsided. Although I will say, this this is going to sound horrible, but I do prefer a good check over an actual fight. Like, that, I do think, is part of what God, I'm excited it really well, is. I mean, it's, it's sort of the same thing in football. Like, 
as terrible as it is now, like a great hit is still real satisfying yeah. to watch. You go oh, like, incredibly, Ooh, and it's just like ah, it's crunchy and it feels good. Like <laughs> it's terrible, but you know it's part of the sport. I feel bad for that guy, but oh man, that was sweet. Yeah, what it's a like hit. watching yeah. like an action movie impact in yep. real life. Yep, <laughs> yep. With with all of the troubling implications that that character is right. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason ESPN ran, like, that get, getting your sock rocked kind of, like, highlight reel. Yeah, all those VHS so tapes long. that they all, used to. All, all those all those glorified massive hits, just like, oh, mm-hmm. with the NFL films music. Oh, yeah, and then sells. here's Jack Lambert smacking a guy upside the face. <laughs> like, it, it's great stuff. And it's one of the reasons why I think the NFL's sort of suffered in the sort of marketing lately is because they can't really highlight that anymore well so that that's kind of interesting so this is something i wanted to ask all of you mm-hmm. um and by all of you the three of us here i mean like sam you and dave and then i'm curious like what your listeners think as well so i was watching the nhl draft and like for total disclosure i'm a pretty filthy casual when it comes to hockey like i really enjoy watching it but if you asked me who the starting lineup was on like the la kings right now i would not be able to tell you mm-hmm. um i just like i like what i like and i'll tune in when i feel like tuning in but so i was watching the draft with my brothers and my dad who are pretty into it and one thing i was really interested by was the nhl commissioner's name is a guy named gary bettman and he got aggressively booed by fans i think they were in chicago and i have never seen but like i thought goodell got booed and this was even more vitriolic so i was really impressed like way to go nhl fans but apparently bettman is not a popular dude like a lot of nhl fans blame him because he started the nhl network and pulled a lot of viewing rights from places like espn Uh and local networks which kind of made yeah so my brother actually told me that so i was curious who you all thought like, who do you think would be the worst commissioner? Because my brother was making a pretty passionate argument for Batman as, like, the worst professional sports See, commissioner. I think when it comes to the worst commissioner, it is between Goodell and Batman. Yeah, well, really, now, that, so? now that Sepp Blatter is out, for sure. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that wasn't even... I was, yeah. was going to say, if Sepp Blatter were Which still, still around... Which still, every time I hear Sepp Blatter, I still feel like it's a medical condition. <laughs> <laughs> he's no, got he's, set he's, bladder we're gonna need to operate yeah. but you're 100 percent right sam i forgot about fifa like yeah set bladder you're right Would yeah taking the cake no and problem giannis what's his face i mean jury's still out because he's only been there what a year or so i'm, I'm sure he's just as corrupt he's just oh i'm sure who's ever in charge and of which FIFA one is this is who's this guy oh new the guy, new fifa head gotcha. giannis something I want to say Antetokounmpo, Giannis but, not, Ante- but that's a basketball <laughs> player, and that's the only other Giannis I know r- related to sports. So, now I think it's definitely between Bettman and Goodell, and I think the arguments in Bettman's favor is that Goodell is also pretty clearly a puppet of the owners. Right, right. It could, G- Goodell could be anyone, right? And as as terrible as things that Goodell has done. I feel like he actually has built the sport in popularity under his tenure, yep. whereas like what you the example you give about Bettman basically trying to create the NHL network and robbing normal casual viewers of hockey and basically making it so that only hardcores are gonna walk watch the hockey game, which yeah. is not building the sport's popularity at all and it's doing, doing it a opposite. lot of disservice. Right. Whereas Goodell, he's been very good at basically keeping the NFL front and center 
all the time. The big deals always on TV. In in terms of a business sense, he's not that bad. I just feel like he's gone he's, too hard in that direction. Like he's made it really corporate. Yeah, he's he's neglected the game. He's pushed it far too hard. Like they're stretching like too much too quickly. He's not building it up very. He's not doing it at a step by step sort of level. It's mm-hmm. it's like he's pushing everything forward. It's like all business all the time. Let's get everything showmanship. He's it's building up to the point where it's finally starting to backlash on him. Like, why do we need all these London games? Is right. it really going to work to suddenly put a team in London no. when we can't even like get the referees? to agree on shit because you're just neglecting the actual problems with the sport. Right. The sport's getting worse as you're pushing it everywhere. Uh, so I don't know. I think Batman might legit have a case for worse. So there there are two there are two things that I that I would argue for in favor of Batman. I think Goodell is worse uh because he I feel like you can point to him adversely affecting the game or refusing to fix problems with the game. But the two arguments in favor of Batman, right, are that Mm -hmm. NHL network stuff. And now I learned this literally five minutes ago, but I would have to assume that in creating the NHL network and taking away viewing rights from ESPN and stuff, a lot of that is why there's that meme on like Twitter and Facebook is like all like all of the official hockey teams when they're like featured on the top 10 they like tweet snarkily at ESPN being like oh so you know what hockey is right but <laughs> but i feel like that that's got to be part of it right is when the nhl network so. came out like and espn lost some of the rights they're like, well, well, fucking fuck you then, right? <laughs> and very fast disclaimer too, like that was a drunken conversation I had with my brother on a vacation week when we were both pretty in the bag. Uh-huh. So I don't want to be accused of spreading fake oh, news. I might want to fact check that, but I know Batman was a part of that. I just don't know how much of a part. So sure, we well, sure, but that. it's also like if if all of that like happened while he was commissioned, like so Gary Batman's been commissioner since 1993, and. Wow, it's a long time. It's a really long time. And this is the other thing I was kind of thinking about was like how many lockouts, NHL lockouts, have there been since then? Yeah. And it's been a few. There have been a few. And there have been a few shortened seasons. And Good point. I, I mean, that hasn't happened in the NFL under Goodell. Like it, Why do you think that is? We've had, we've really had the referee point. lockout. We've had the referee lockout. Had, had the owner lockout. Mm-hmm. We've had two. But yeah, the previous, like, the only strike seasons that we've had were under, uh, what's his face? Tagliabue. Right. I think, and I, I think it's because the But maybe there were some under Pete Brazel, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. So maybe. So that's, that's my thing is I think it's because the players union, I mean, say what you want about their ability to negotiate a cba but i think that the nfl players union is strong relatively it has like it has sway in the nfl so generally the players even if they're not like super happy you know they're getting what they think they need at the very least hopefully yeah, you would hope. Uh, whereas that's obviously, or at least that hasn't been the case in the NHL. Even like recent, well, the last lockout was 2012, 2013, maybe? 
Uh, I want to say you're remember. right, Sam. Might be 2014. Yeah. Yeah. But it was. It was recent. A couple years ago. It was recent. Yeah. I and that like, I just I can't, I can't remember that ever happening at least on the player side in the NFL. That is a really good point. And I, you know what? I completely forgot about all the player strikes. And you're right. I bet that mm-hmm. that is a pretty strong contributing factor um, towards why Batman has such a bad reputation. I'd be curious, like, Dave, you should have my my brother on or a hockey fan on because, like I said, I'm a pretty filthy casual. And I would be really <laughs> curious to hear, like, an, a Batman versus Goodell slugfest as far as who's ruining their sport more. We could do We could do a special. That that could work. Hockey special. Well, not not even like a hockey special, but who is the worst guy special? Like, yeah. we need to we need to get someone who's their biggest fan of a individual sport. So like, we can represent football. Yeah, we do football. Then maybe we can get someone who's a big basketball yeah, guy. Yeah, we could get Brian. And we get someone who's a big baseball. hockey guy. Yeah. Baseball, and a yeah. baseball guy, and we just sort of all argue who's the Here's worst. Here's the thing, though. I will like, say the basketball fans like Adam Silver. I was just about to say that, Sam. Like, yeah, Adam Silver seems to be the one guy who's doing it right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he is the commissioner, so it At is At least relatively right. It, but... Like, there's still some issues oh, yeah, there. Like, it's on jerseys are pissing yeah. everybody off. Yep, 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 for sure. And, and but no like, but no I think, that, I think the, that would be a very interesting roundtable discussion. So I'm going to put that down on my idea box. Yeah, for fucking like, off-season mm. hashtag content. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe we can get Marcus on because Marcus is a baseball player. Yeah. Oh, Marcus oh, would yeah, be a really good great. baseball. You know, an actual I'd love anyway, discussing talk. future plans literally live on the let's air. Go, let's go. Let's go. You peek behind the curtain, <laughs> Well, now it's, folks. yeah, Hope it's a sneak preview. Yeah. But you have to look forward to. So, Sam, here's another little uh, tidbit of news yeah. that might make you super thrilled out. Uh-huh. The uh, the Falcons' new stadium, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yep. Which, what a terrible all right. name. Quick, quick aside first. Stop giving Mercedes naming rights to stadiums. Yeah. We now have two, both in the NFC South. Like, come on. Yeah, we don't a need Superdome, a Mercedes-Benz Superdome. We don't need a stadium. Like, stop giving Mercedes-Benz things to name. We yeah. have one that's good. Yeah. The Mercedes-Benz Superdome is fine. We don't need Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the same division, right fairly close to each other it's a, it's, geographically. It's that is come on. So like, come on. Yeah, for sure. Jesus. Ugh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so we need about a test the thing about, about the stadium, they are going to have $2 hot dogs, $2 <gasps> sodas yep. with free refills yep. and $5 beers. They, oh my god, that is so civilized. They've been uh they've been advertising that every so every time I visit um my family down in Atlanta, they've been advertising that. And they've also been advertising the fact that like uh seat rights are kind of affordable. No way. Like not not I mean not like affordable enough that any of us could buy season tickets, right? But right. But, but not, not like New York Giants. Yeah, level not of. not as ridiculous as you might think. I I'm I'm hesitant, but I'm hoping that they might do this right. Uh so the the thing about the stadium, right, is that before – the first game that's going to be played in that stadium is going to be a soccer game. Atlanta United FC is also going to share uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium with the Atlanta Falcons. And, oh, that's cool. Okay. Right. So, uh, so, I mean, I don't want to put it this way because Atlanta United FC is actually kind of a big deal. There are a lot of fans of this MLS team in the Atlanta area. I see jerseys there all the time. Um, but it's obviously not as big of a draw as the Atlanta Falcons. So 
it's it's kind of like a stress test or like a trial run, right? To to see if everything is now. The going question good. is: do do the soccer fans yell loudly enough that they don't have to pump in noise? <laughs> I probably is that a thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. The Falcons yeah. pumped in crowd noise through the speakers. Oh no. <laughs> That's a bummer. The, uh, the Atlanta United FC Ultras, I don't know what the supporter club is actually uh, called, but yeah, I mean, I would assume they they can get kind of rowdy. I mean, I feel like that's, if they're having problems filling seats, which it sounds like from the crowd noise thing that they are, I feel like that's a really smart strategy to yeah. get people's butts back in seats. Like, I'd love to go to a game if I knew that I could actually afford the food and drink there. For sure. I And it's... it's a... Yeah, I want a Coors Light for $11. Well, I don't know what you snobs want. Really? <laughs> I... I can't, I can't stand it. And it's, and it's one thing that like, like baseball has over football is, and it's expensive when you go out to a baseball game too, right? You're paying, you're paying like seven bucks for a hot dog and nothing else or like eight bucks for nachos. And it's a lot, but you can also like afford it. You can afford a $7 nacho plate and you can afford and baseball t- game giant. tickets are usually a lot cheaper That's true. than nfl tickets yeah, yes, because they play so many games they can kind of you know they're not really worried about selling out the stadium every single night because they know they're not going to so you can get pretty reasonably mm-hmm. priced tickets to go to a baseball game casually and then you got extra money left over to buy hot dogs and lemonades and all that crap. if you can leave work like at 3 p.m on a wednesday you know, and you get tickets to a game, you could, you could, like, pretty much get a full meal, a decent ticket, and, like, get a couple of drinks for, like, 50 bucks. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it depends on, like, who's playing and stuff, but if it's a week, week, weekday afternoon game, you know, it's fucking whatever, right? Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, you know, a, a weekend it's it's more, it's gonna be but, a little more but. but yeah so so that's the other thing is like when you go to a football game and you drop anywhere from like 50 i mean you'll to, lose 50 bucks on parking yeah yeah you lose 50 yeah. bucks on parking on minimum mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. the ticket itself if you're in the nosebleeds man you're lucky if you can get it for for like 60 uh yeah. it's just ugh. and that's if you're in like a bad team stadium. like let's go watch the jags i can get tickets for 50 yeah, bucks right pretty much you know top row if i lean back i'm literally going over the back of the stadium and dying <laughs> on the pavement but hey football i guess well that's we what sam like we've kept uh like dave and i've been wanting to see the giants like when they play at seattle or san francisco uh, yeah yeah but i bet th- that's really there's, tough yeah there's just oh my no god way. it's impossible you it, can't the prices it. are just obscene mm-hmm. yeah and seeing the bears at soldier field i mean a sh- even a sh- like a fucking shitty football team it's it's super expensive. I've seen more. I have okay. So let's let's do let's put it this way. I have seen more soccer games at Soldier Field than I have seen football games. And when I have gone to see football, like okay, so I paid, uh, I think it was like sixty bucks or something to sit uh, and watch the Saints play the Bears. Uh, just so I could see Rob Ryan's beautiful flowing locks, you know, from the upper deck. I was yeah. way, way <laughs> up high. I could, you know, I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to see this game. We all wore our Rex Grossman jerseys and it was a good time. Uh, so I paid $60 for that ticket. 
I paid $30 more, so a $90 ticket, to sit ground level right behind the goal at the Gold Cup final a few years ago when the USA was playing Panama. That sounds incredible. It was, that must it have was been so cool. One of the most amazing sports experiences I've ever had. And I paid $30 more for that than a regular season fucking Bears Saints meaningless game. God, it's just so embarrassing. I'm really it curious really to like I want to compare the revenue streams of like the NHL versus the NFL versus like baseball. Cause like, are they making that much more money? I feel like that. Like, would be driving people away. That's just insane. Well, there's supply-demand, right? So when well, when fair, you when, yeah. when the seasons have less games in them, I guess you do have to crank up prices, but... True. Uh, True. It's also just, like, going to, going to a football game is the worst. I think it is the worst. <laughs> They're just not as satisfying live They're really as not. every other sport is. Every other sport is better live than football. College... Football's live experience is just... And, and like NFL live experiences, they're it's just sort of college football. Like, gets it's a pass. fun, but it's not college football. You have the atmosphere because you have the atmosphere, you uh, have tailgating. It's a whole NFL games. It. Like unless you're at one of those very specific stadiums right. and you're having and you're at one of the uh, like incredible games, like a playoff game kind of thing. It's just, it's just, it's more fun. It's on It's made for the couch. It's it, it is a product that, and that's Goodell did that. I I am convinced yeah. he packaged it perfectly as a couch product and that's why you have like the red zone channel and that's why you have all of these other kind of ways to consume the nfl product that are uh like tailor-made for you being at home which is actually ingenious it's such a good idea because i'm sure viewership has increased tenfold but then it does make the live experience yeah, pretty unsatisfying. Right, for the for the tens of thousands of people at the stadium. Yeah. Like, wait a minute, a great where's time. my play-by-play? Where's my Mel Kipper telling me if that call was good or not? Yeah, right. Like, this is not good. No. Also, um, one thing you have to keep in mind is fantasy. I think fantasy yeah. helped change things to a couch perspective because when you're at a game you can't really keep track of your fantasy team all that easy unless you're constantly on your phone missing the action or unless you're one of those but hardcore what, people with scorecards which is yes. crazy yeah but when you're watching on tv you can like watch the red zone channel or you could or you, but they'll and they'll have tickers the down at the bottom of like channel. who's yeah who, they have tickers on the bottom, like who's the leading scorer, like who's got the most receiving yards on the Bears right now. It's uh, nobody because the Bears have no receivers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brutal. It's, I well, it's true. It's just, it's. I don't know what else to say. It's football is better on TV now. the The live experience just isn't worth it. You know where the next market is? I think Goodell needs to get into the VRAR world. And then you hand out those cheap little like glasses to all the uh, stadium goers, and then they can get all of that stuff. They can have the NFL live experience right in their quite literal live seat. So what's NFL like liveception? What's really really that'd be funny. kind of interesting. Because what if they're watching a boring game at, at live? But there's a really exciting game that everyone in the audience has decided to tune into. <laughs> mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. randomly on like a like a second and two yard run. Like half the stadium just goes, oh, because the Steelers just scored a major <laughs> touchdown. Sam, what were you saying that's really funny well, though? Are they doing this already? No, they're the only sport that isn't. 
So really? I, I have I have a Gear VR and I love it very much. Uh, and what uh, college basketball, college football, regular basketball, even the NHL has done this. They all have virtual reality apps. And Smart. they have 360-degree cameras placed at certain points on uh, on the field. So you put your thing – like I was watching um, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, right, um, last year. And I was watching it in my headset. And you could watch it from the 50-yard line up in like a fake press box Whoa, where you could look around. Awesome. You could look around and see like – history about like you know the Oklahoma Sooners and like the last time they they won this game you could see history of the game you could see current stats and bring it up and if you looked like you could look down on the field and like watch the game or you could watch it like from a jumbotron thing you could look up and see it on the jumbotron there were also like you could watch from the end zone you could watch from like a, an angle near the bench and this this was across the board like you could do this for uh, the entire NCAA uh, men's basketball tournament. You could do it all the way through March Madness. That is so cool. It's fucking so that amazing. Begs the question, I guess. I wonder why the NFL is not doing it because they. The seem- NFL has been incredibly bad at sort of evolving into the digital market space. That's they true. started off, I think, pretty strongly, but they're definitely lagging behind the other sport, the other major sports in terms of this. Baseball has a great like website where you can just constantly like yeah. watch a stream MLB. of highlights. MLB.tv is very good. The NBA is absolutely killing it online yep. in terms of what they allow on Twitter and what they encourage and what they show. It's it's perfect. They're exploiting it perfectly. The NFL's website is still a buggy, a slow, mess. soggy mess that nobody actually wants to go to. Uh, it's and like the smartest thing that I think the NFL did in sort of any sort of modern fashion is having the game stream on Twitter last year. Yeah, but even that, that was I feel that like... was the first time they did anything that sort of felt like, oh, hey, they realized what year it is. Even then, it's that feels like two years too late. It know? really, mm-hmm. yeah, it did. Like it's, I really enjoyed it's it. It's nice, but. but... Yeah. It's like the NFL was really build it really good at building up their presence and business in the um early the first decade of the new millennium. Mm-hmm. They're, but they're still trapped in that mentality before the smartphones era sort of started. Like they were really good at building up the sort of TV, but they're not very good at understanding the streaming and the actual future that's happening now. Yeah. And that's why the business like they're forcing business into like the wrong places. Get on that, Goodell. Get a CTO. Her Bettman's going to be outstriping you. There you go. There you go. I will say this. Are either of you guys playing fantasy football this year? Like this coming season? Or Sam, do you play at all? I do. I do. I'm fucking dog shit at it, but... (laughs) (laughs) You and me both. Man, I I do want to give... Oh, like, the last time I played it was with the KSK group, and my very first pick was Jordy Nelson, and, like, two days later, he tore his ACL. I'm like, "Eh, what? This is why I don't play fantasy. I just didn't give a shit for the rest of the year. It gives me a chance to care about games I wouldn't otherwise care about, which is why I play. You know, I'm not going to put money on it, but... What, you're not a good enough fan to care about all the games? Yes, I'm not. Neither are you, idiot. (laughs) No, I love all games. I love all games. When I'm at the bar, they have all of them on the TV at the same time. I pretty much just go from game to game and be like, hmm, what's happening here? I'm going to follow it Really? 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 Are you? Are you? Can I I interest you in our finest, 
our finest uh let's see let's see here how how bad can i go with this uh oh yeah yeah we we got a vintage uh texans dolphins matchup for your ass <laughs> Uh, yeah, so is yeah. it watching it during the game, or because I wouldn't watch a replay of that? I, oh man! Texas you would, wa- you would, you would watch that live. Watch you watch you're that like, well, live, well, Dave. That's like well, having curdled Lamar chocolate Miller. milk. When Lamar you can have Miller red switched wine. from the Dolphins to the Texans, so I'm interested to see how Lamar Miller oh, would do against his former oh, team. God. I'm interested to see how bad Brock Osweiler is because watching Brock Osweiler fail is amusing to me. I, Sam, I actually think we're watching Dave win the next uh, Summer Olympics gymnast competition in yeah, advance because this is some stretching. Really, that's going buddy, on. buddy. I see. I would have. I would have been with you. If There's always storyline to watch yeah There's yeah always but, something to watch buddy, if it's this year then you're kind of curious how deshaun watson would be is it going to be the first game i pick that weekend no, probably here's, not here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing and i know what's i know what's happened here and it, i would be doing the same thing if you asked me this question <laughs> it's the off season it's the off season and we're starving we are we are starving if you if you put on right now uh dolphins texans for me i would watch that whole game I would watch it, and then I would remember that fucking. Why did I watch that? Now, Sam, let's not say things we we don't mean. Now, I I, I hear. Do you need help? I yes, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. I need the preseason to start. I need college football to be back. I need I need a whole lot of help. Uh, but at the, at the same time, it's see. I'm still like I don't care about preseason. Still, like I don't I don't want to watch a preseason game. But any regular season NFL game, I can find ways to be interested for in the it. whole. Thing? I've never had a problem with it. Yeah, I've never unless it's an immediate blowout, like instantly, like a Patriots versus I don't know, like a real like the Jaguars. Oh yeah, where, those are awful. And, and, those are it's really over true. after two drives. Then yeah, I'm I'm bored as shit. But like Texans, Dolphins, they're both teams with major flaws. Uh, the Texans have an incredible defense that I think is fun to watch. Davian Clowney, uh, JJ Watt. Like I think that's a pretty decent matchup there. If you want, <laughs> if you want to bore me with a football game, grab me a team that is very successful, like the Patriots, and pit them against a team that has no fucking chance. I just love Sam's side. That there. is over. Uh, just give us football back. <laughs> Do you do you all think they'll ever expand the season? Like I know they had talked they about shouldn't. expanding the number of They really of games. shouldn't. They shouldn't. Is there they a reason shouldn't. not to? Like is player safety? Yeah, an issue player or... player safety is the biggest issue there. If they expand the season, then they have to add in another bye week. Y- yeah, oh, and they wouldn't fine. they wouldn't want to do that. I don't think. Oh. Um, they have to add in another bye week. They have to. I I think they could probably cut two of the preseason games. Probably, yeah. If honestly, I'd be okay with them adding another bye week to the current season. If they yeah. just cut two preseason games, but still only lose one year because only one week because they add in a second bye week, I think that would make the season sort of optimal because then you'd have healthy as long as you could because you have the extra rest days. You can kind of balance how the season works out a little better. Teams that get early bye weeks don't get screwed over. Yeah, I think that because makes sense. they get their week four bye week. It. I think that makes a lot of sense. And a bye week is so much more bearable than an off-season week. That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, because then you just have other games. Like, oh, my team's not playing. Maybe I'll watch Texans-Dolphins. Right. <laughs> Again, Dave, let's not say things we don't mean. <laughs> <laughs> am I Am I the only one here who finds the Texans and Dolphins kind of interesting? Literally, yes. Yeah, I think so, bud. I think so. God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Dolphins are very interesting, but if you had, if you had to pick yeah, teams right now that I have zero interest in watching, uh, probably like the Rams. Oh, but even then, they have Wade Phillips coaching now, so maybe the defense will be kind of cool to see. See, there, there's always something to watch. There's always something to pay but, attention but to. But there's all like that only, or at least for me, man, that only gets me about like a quarter into a game, if that. Yeah, I I can't, I can't do a whole one. I cannot watch three plus hours. I can't devote three plus hours of my life to seeing. Man, maybe Wade Phillips fix the defense, or you know, hey, maybe Todd Gurley won't fucking suck again. Well, are you not doing anything else while you watch the game? Because when I watch games like that, I'm typically drawing and stuff and keeping it on like right next to me so I can watch it. But I'm not devoting full attention well, to it. I think okay, if I was see, just that's stuck different. That's on a different. Couch. Right. I thought yeah. we were talking yeah. about like full engagement. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so totally was I. Different. Like, if I'm if I'm posting up, like, I usually spend my Sundays with the Red Zone channel, which is like. God, it's a godsend. I love it so much. Uh, and I, so if I'm going to do something like that, if I'm going to put... I'm always working. I'm always like product. on Twitter and entertaining, like spending time. Like, no, I'm very rarely fully engaged in a game unless it's playoffs. Even when the Giants are on, unless it's a really good engaging game or it's a playoff game, mm-hmm. I'm normally always doing something else. That's pretty much how I consume all my media is. I'm always kind of working as it's on. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. That's different. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that's how we should end this. <laughs> With me being the best and winning the argument. Uh, well, Sam, um, did it just get like really elitist in here? Yeah, I feel like well, I'm getting. I don't think I'd can... stick my pinkies out, but I blew them off. I don't think you can be elitist about uh, dolphins, Texans, but that's, I mean, that's fair that's point by me. you. That's just me. Uh, cool. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's great having you talking about other sports. Yeah. yeah. Switching it up a little bit. Sam? Yes. How can we follow you? You can always follow me at uh, at Sam Grizzeses on Twitter, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S-E-S. On uh, Instagram, at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. I also write for Yardbarker.com and Thrillist Chicago. Uh, I'm also going to be launching a podcast this week. So uh, search SoundCloud for State Your Case. Both Dave and Keely will be on it at some point, hopefully. Uh, so check that out. It should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Keely, how can we follow you? Uh, so I am on Twitter at Keely Hammond, one word. Um, and I tweet pretty frequently. And I'd be really happy to uh, hear your opinions about C4 and uh, the NHL. So please do feel free to tweet me. Um, and I also develop things for the web at KeelyHammond.com. So uh, feel free to tune in there if you want to see some like cool robots being built in Node or just other programming type thing. Cool. I'm Play Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Play Dave. On Facebook at the Play Comic. On Instagram at Play Dave. On Patreon and of course at thedrawplay.com. Hey, I hope your uh, holiday was filled with things that are still intact. So have a good time and we'll see you next week.